Hey everybody, this is Kylie Gable, and welcome to another episode of the Feminization Boudoir Podcast, and uh, our experiment with the premium, uh, the premium podcast is uh, in full gear. This is going to be the first uh, podcast where I'm recording it on Sunday night, and I am putting it up with the full audio on the premium podcast tonight, and then tomorrow it will go up with the truncated audio. Um, on the free podcast. So hopefully this will work out for everybody. Uh, I'm really excited and I, I hope you'll join me on uh, the premium or on the free one. doesn't matter. Um, one of the nice things about making these audios is getting to uh, hear people's reactions to them. That, that means a lot to me. And so um, I'm looking forward to uh, hearing the uh, feedback on the premium site and uh, hopefully the Free site keeps going right along and, and, and getting even bigger. Um, tonight we have a podcast, a uh, recording from Raina Means Queen. She did the first part of this a long time ago, uh, back in summer, and this is the second part of the story. If you're listening to the premium podcast, I will have part one up. If you're listening to the free audio, then uh, part one is already up, and. Uh, I um, think she just does a great job on this story. It's not quite forced feminization, maybe a little coercion, but it is about a sissy who winds up becoming, just like the title, a reluctant bra model. So here's Raina Means Queen with Reluctant Bra Model 2. The Reluctant Bra Model, Part 2. Written by Kylie Gable and Mindy Harris. Narrated by Raina Means Queen. Garrett was thrilled as the woman on the other end of the line explained the job to him. He had been having a hard time all summer finding suitable employment, but this sounded great. He'd been working at a small hut on the beach, renting out boats, paddle boards, and other gear. It was easy work. There was no food involved, and best of all, there would be girls in their bikinis coming in there frequently. The pay was a mediocre $12 an hour, but that was more than he was making unemployed, and the fringe benefits, especially the scantily clad girls, sounded great. Garrett went out to enjoy a day at the beach himself. He didn't have much money, and he felt like celebrating one of his last days of freedom before he started working full-time. A text came in from Amber. He barely glanced at it. She had been texting and calling him constantly over the previous few weeks, ever since she got him to model a new bra for her lingerie shop for $100 and some crazy promise about more money if the ad campaign was successful. The last thing he wanted to do now was model any more outfits for her. He had a new job, and he dreaded being recognized by any of the girls he met on the beach as a cross-dressed model who did a striptease for a video showing a women's lingerie store. Inside Vixens, Amber was getting very anxious. She'd been doing everything that she could in order to get in touch with Garrett. His modeling session had been a huge hit. Even Amber couldn't believe it. They could barely keep the bras he was advertising in stock. This could be a huge deal for the shop, 
And for Garrett, too. His cut of the bra sales was already $156 from the week, and it was only Thursday. If only Garrett would call her, she could make him understand just what a great opportunity it was. No luck? asked Monica. No, he's obviously avoiding me. How do I reason with somebody who won't even talk to me? We don't need him. We're doing amazing numbers just on the strength of the video we took of him. Think how much better we could do with the real thing here. Couldn't we get another guy to take his place? Interjected a young saleswoman who Amber had just hired this week as she started seeing the huge sales increase from Garrett's video. Rosa was a young Latino woman who was bubbly, perky, and very cute. She was exactly the type of sales girl that Vixens was known for back in their glory days. Look again, Rosa, said Amber. Have you ever seen a guy that looked that good or that natural in women's lingerie before? I haven't. No, agreed Rosa. He definitely has the body for this. It's not just his body, it's his movements, his smile, and even his eyes. I've watched that video literally hundreds of times, and I still can't stop looking at it, added Monica. Exactly! We need Garrett, or Brielle, as we called her for the video, said Amber. (laughs) If you have his phone number, can't you find his address, asked Rosa. No, everything is under his college address, and he's just home for summer. We need him as soon as possible. If he just knew how much money he stood to make, I think even he'd jump at the chance, explained Amber. Things might have ended there, except that on the following Monday, Rosa walked into the hut on the beach with her friends, Sylvia and Sandra. Rosa had a day off from the lingerie shop so she spent it with her two best friends at the beach. They were all giggling as they went through the front door of the shop. They had decided to rent boogie boards for the afternoon, and they were checking out the hut. Garrett was working along with Joey and Doug. Doug was kind of the manager because his mom was the one who owned the place. Naturally, when three attractive women entered the shop, The three guys were happy to show them around. The guys split up with Doug. Wait. The guys split up with Doug talking to Sylvia, Joey helping Sandra, and Garrett with Rosa. Have you ever gone boogie boarding before? asked Garrett. Yeah, we've all done it, but we've never been into it enough to buy our own boards or anything. The waves look great today, though, so we thought it'd be a good day for it, said Rosa. It'll be a great day for it. We don't have a ton of selection, but what we have is, said Garrett, stopping in his tracks as he noticed Rosa staring at him. What, he asked, wondering about her odd look. Do I have something on my face? Don't I know you, asked Rosa. I think I'd remember a beautiful girl like you, said Garrett. You just look really familiar, 
Sorry, said Rosa, going back to the boogie board. The three girls had a great afternoon before leaving the beach. They stopped back at the hut, and naturally the guys were all over them again, but they struck out when it came to getting phone numbers. Oh my God, exclaimed Rosa the next morning as she looked up at the giant video screen in the back of the shop. I know where she is. Amber, who was helping a customer and barely paying attention to Rosa, turned at the excited girl screaming. Ordinarily, this was not something that would be acceptable behavior around customers, but once she understood what Rosa was saying, Amber shared in her excitement. What? How did you find him? asked Amber. He just rented me a boogie board yesterday. Are you sure it's him? asked Amber. Yeah, I think so, said Rosa. I didn't realize it at the time. Amber spent the rest of the morning arranging to get coverage for her and Rosa so that Rosa could take her to the hut. At 1.15, they arrived, but to their disappointment, Doug and Joey were the only ones working, and they didn't see Garrett. Hey, back again, called out Doug when he saw Rosa. Yeah, where's the guy I was talking to yesterday, she replied. Garrett just went out to grab lunch for us. He really made an impression on you, huh? asked Joey. Amber's eyes lit up when she heard that the guy's name was indeed Garrett. Rosa was right. This had to be her reluctant bra model. Too bad, said Rosa. I really wanted to see him again. Oh, he'll be right back. Have a seat, said Joey. Yeah, he just went to the hot dog stand, said Doug. Sure enough, a few minutes later, Garrett returned with lunch. He dropped the bag he was holding when he saw Amber there, but at least held on to the cardboard cup holder full of sodas that he was carrying. Hey, Garrett, look who came back to see you, said Joey. You know her, asked Garrett. We waited on her and her friends yesterday. Duh, teased Doug. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course, replied Garrett, realizing that they were talking about Rosa and not Amber. If you want to talk with her, take your lunch. We can keep our friend company, suggested Joey. I'm sorry, said Amber, but I need to talk to Garrett, too. Wow. Must be Garrett's lucky day, joked Doug. Something like that, said Amber. Garrett reluctantly followed the girls outside. It was a small sacrifice to make to get Amber away from his co-workers. What do you want, asked Garrett once they were safely out of earshot. Wow, that's some attitude, said Rosa. Look, I don't know you. But she made me film a video wearing lingerie from her shop, began Garrett. Yes, I know. I watch it every day. I work at Vixen's now, said Rosa. You're a stunning model. Figures, replied Garrett. Hey, I actually hired Rosa with some of the extra money I'm making from your striptease video, explained Amber. I'm happy for you, mocked Garrett. You've made about $200 yourself, said Amber. 
you'll get your share next Friday. Wait, in a week? That's like what I've made working here, replied Garrett. I told you that you could move the merchandise, said Amber. Yeah, well, I'm done with that, said Garrett. I'm not going to lie, though. I can use the money. There's a lot more to be made, said Amber. For all of us. Maybe, but I'm done. You've got one video of me. Maybe you could get some other guys and then you could show how your bra makes us all look great, suggested Garrett. No other guy looks like you when they're dolled up, said Rosa. We need you. I'm sorry, but I have a job. I need to eat my lunch and get back to it, replied Garrett. Garrett, why do you always have to do everything the hard way, asked Amber. I'm going to put you over my knee right now, and we'll see if that will convince you. Garrett slowly pulled away from Amber, but Rosa blocked his path. She wasn't a huge girl, but she slowed him just enough for Amber to grab his wrist. Sure enough, she soon had him over her lap, and despite Garrett's intense pleading, she began to spank his behind. He was wearing board shorts, and they didn't provide much protection against Amber's repeated swats on his butt cheeks. Her cruel spanking was turning his ass tender and sore. Amber's arm was getting tired. Are you going back to the shop with us, asked Amber. No, said Garrett, but she could tell that he was trying to hold back tears. Rosa, can I borrow your sandal, asked Amber. Sure, I guess, said Rosa, confused. Even before the sole of her sandal made contact with Garrett's ass, Rosa understood just what Amber was doing. Garrett finally broke, and tears streamed out of his eyes. Are you going to do it? asked Amber. Yes, I'll go with you, said Garrett. Good, said Amber, as she and Rosa helped him up off her lap. Dry your tears so you can go in there with your head up. I know you wanted to work there, but I promise it'll make more money with us. By a lot. Once Garrett composed himself, he went in and gave Doug and Joey his regrets. The guys didn't know why he was quitting, but they were aware that Rosa and Amber were still outside, so they assumed it had something to do with them. Their lurid chattering was so much wilder and more erotic than the reality Garrett faced. Soon, he was in the backseat of Amber's car, sadly rubbing his burning butt as they sped back to Vixen's. You know... You're going to love the next concept I have for you, said Amber. It's going to be a real showstopper. Yeah, I bet, Garrett deadpanned. His imagination ran wild. Oh, stop denying it, Brielle. I felt your little Brie stirring in your pretty little panties when I was spanking you. She didn't, Rosa laughed. Our little supermodel is into spankings? OMG, what a dirty, kinky girl she is. 
Garrett felt more embarrassed than ever at this. Yes, he did get hard as Amber slapped his ass through the silky panties he'd been wearing. Even though he told himself it was because of the intimate contact with a sexy woman he lusted after. Nothing to do with being feminized. To distract himself from these thoughts, he wondered, what could be more eye-catching than that humiliating strip tease they made me do? He moaned, both eager and afraid to find out as Rosa and Amber giggled in reply. So, this is what I have in mind. Women wear bras and panties for comfort, not style most of the time, Amber explained. We all have everyday underwear that's plain and basic. Then we have our date night panties and bras, and even sexier lingerie for special occasions like prom, formals, and most of all, weddings. Nervous about her obvious enthusiasm, Garrett reluctantly asked, So, what does this have to do with me? He glanced around the back room at Vixen's, the very place he'd been more or less willingly transformed into his feminine persona, Brielle. Listen, it's very simple. You're our special girl model, so you'll be modeling our most alluring special occasion lingerie. We'll keep using the same striptease motif as last time that our customers loved so much. Um, I don't think I like where this is going, he began. Amber waved away his objections, cutting him off, saying, don't be silly. You're going to love it. I have four special occasions in mind for your modeling session. First, precious little prom girl. Next, sexy sorority formal. Then we'll show you off as a body bridesmaid. And finally, for our grand finale, you'll be a beautiful blushing bride. Garrett's jaw dropped and he sputtered, you've got to be kidding. I won't do it. You absolutely will. And if you're a bad girl, we'll spank you like the spoiled brat you're acting like. And then we'll add another video shoot with you all dialed up as a sweet 16 princess, Amber threatened. Oh, that'd be so adorable. Brielle in a fancy frock, Rosa giggled. Maybe Brielle could even do a turn as a coquettish quinceanera queen, too. Glancing at him, she added, I bet she'd even fit in my gorgeous pink poofy gown I wore for mine. We'll keep that in mind, said Amber. I bet we could even put a video of our little model being spanked on video screen. Garrett was absolutely fuming by this point. He'd endured taunts and spankings at the hand of Amber, and he hated to admit it, but he found part of the experience arousing. Amber was by far the sexiest and most beautiful woman he'd ever seen in person. Still, this was going way too far, 
and he told them so. Look, I don't know what you two think I am, but I am not a sissy or a cross-dresser. Not that there is anything wrong with it, he trailed off, eyes blinking. He'd been expecting Amber to cut him off. She'd had him so conditioned at that point. With a grim expression, he looked from Rosa to Amber and back again. Even as the two young women shared looks of incomprehension at his resistance, they clearly couldn't understand him not agreeing to model immediately. I don't know why you're being such a baby about this, Amber snapped angrily. I know, right? Rosa added. So many girls would kill for the chance to model professionally. Totally, Amber agreed. Being a bra model is a responsible, prestigious job. It will look great on your ridiculously skimpy resume. Besides, where else will you find a summer job that pays like this? But, 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 bra model? gasped Garrett, unable to believe his ears. Yes, bra model. Panties model as well, and probably teddies, baby dolls, and... Who knows, Amber said, shaking her head as if she were talking to a very naive child. Yes, and you're so lucky to get to wear top quality clothes with professional makeup, Rosa sighed, enviously. Garrett was stunned. He was struck speechless hearing these beautiful young women lecturing him about his lack of eagerness to put himself on display in excruciatingly emasculating bras and panties. He tried to sputter something in defiance, only to fall silent as they went on and on, each time adding more humiliating details. Exactly. And not just for the video shoots either, Amber said. Since you'll be modeling so many different looks after the videos, you need to get comfortable in skirts. Rosa, feeling a bit mischievous, added gas to Amber's plans to feminize Garrett, saying, Also, I see him helping out in the store before the demonstration. Let's show him off so the customers see him as somebody working on the promotion, not as a male model. O-M-G. That's a great idea, Amber exclaimed. But that means you'll be living as a girl more or less full-time, like 24-7. Overwhelmed with humiliation, Garrett yelled, Oh, no way am I wearing any more girls' clothes. This is my life you're talking about. Maybe I could deny being a lingerie model in one video, saying it wasn't me, or at worst I could pass it off as a one-time thing, but there's no way. Amber folded her arms and regarded him through narrowed eyes and interrupted him. Okay, calm down. You, I will not calm down, he shouted even louder. There's no way I could explain wearing all of those feminine outfits, much less living as a girl full time. What would I tell my parents? My sister would tease me mercilessly. I won't do it. I'm out of here. Amber was tapping her foot 
as she waited for him to wind down. She quickly tired of his tirade, however, and nodded to Rosa, whose job depended on the higher-than-expected sales brought in by Brielle's modeling. Without a word, the lovely young Latina slipped behind the reluctant bra model and grabbed him by his thin, willowy arms. She held him and shook him a little as Amber grabbed a pair of pantyhose and panties from a nearby table. Stop! Let me go, Garrett cried as the domineering lingerie shop manager advanced on him. He struggled in Rose's grasp, but he was too weak to resist. Within moments, the two vixen huntresses had their prey helplessly bound to a chair with the hose, gagged with the frilly pink panties, and totally at their mercy. Garrett grunted into his gag, shaking his head furiously as the girls laughed. You should be nodding your head yes at this opportunity, Brielle, Amber said. She wasn't the most patient person at the best of times, and she was becoming increasingly frustrated at Garrett's defiance. Rosa, with a sly look on her face, whispered something into her boss's ear. Amber's face lit up and she began laughing. Oh, you're devilish, she said. Yes, let's do it. Go get the people we need. Once again, Garrett was terrified by Amber's euphoric response. Her anger was frightening enough, but when she got this excited, he knew she was planning something particularly humiliating. He suspected she was enjoying his emasculation way too much for this just-to-be business, and that thought made him squirm. He didn't know what to think about her erotic reaction to his subjugation or his own reactions. He pictured himself over Amber's knee, getting spanked while dressed as a prom queen, and trembled with mixed emotions. That was Raina Means Queen with Reluctant Bra Model number two. If you're liking that particular story, um, Mindy and I have been continuing it, but it's being published under Mindy's name. Um, it's Reluctant Bra Model 3, and I believe we might be doing a number four as well. So if you like the first two parts, there there definitely is more to come, and I will be sure to have those recorded as well. So this brings us to the end of another podcast. Hope you have enjoyed it. Um, I hope you'll be here next week, because I will be, and I believe our audio next week will be uh, Shayla doing the very last part of Feminized by the Neighborhood Girls. Yeah, things change. It might change, but right now... It's scheduled to be Shayla with Feminized by the Neighborhood Girls, Part 5, which is the last part. Have a great week, and be here next week for another great podcast. Bye-bye.